Hey Church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now here's today's message from Pastor JP. The Holy Spirit showed up and ministered, and I believe he's going to do it today as he's already doing it. And um, so I want to carry into this, this, this time right now what, what I didn't get to last week. And last week we talked about this idea or this principle, I should say, of, of in this series of Royally Set Apart, there's a royal standard in the kingdom of God. Okay? There is a standard to how we are called to live and who we are called to be as believers of Jesus Christ. And so I am speaking to people who have said yes to Jesus. If you're in the room and this is your first time coming to church, or you're like, what in the mess is happening? People are lifting their hands. You're in the right place. We're glad you're here. But the word of God is what we live our lives off of, how we live our lives, what, what, how we operate. And his word is true. And his word calls us to, to, to be people that are royally set apart. And so there is a standard to our lives. If you say yes to Jesus, your life is no longer yours. You don't own your life. You operate and you move and you work and you do all those things, but you are no longer the owner. He is. Your life, when you come to Jesus, see, this is the gospel. People love the saving grace of gospel, but they don't realize that you actually have to die <laughs> in order to live. That's a good word, Pastor. You have to die in order to live, and in, in your death, you actually get life because of Jesus' death that, that brought, and where he came back to life. Do you know, actually giving up your life, you actually begin to live? I'm not talking physically, I'm talking in the spiritual sense that when you give up your life, when you give up the reins of control, when you give up your own authority, you begin to live in him and move and have our being. Amen? And so I covered the mind last week. Go listen to it. Go, go, go read the scriptures. Peter writes to a church in 1 Peter here. Um, he's writing to a church that's new. It's new believers. It's, it's the beginning of this church, of the church of Jesus Christ. And many of them are being attacked or being persecuted. Their families are coming at them saying, why are you following this way? Mostly Jewish individuals. And so there's just, there's just this big culmination of a lot of chaos and confusion. And Peter writes these letters in authority. And he says, hey, 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 remember. Remember the living hope you have in Jesus. Remember what he has done for you. Okay, so remember that. Hold on to that. But this is how you continue to live this thing out. First, you got to make sure your mind is right. Get your head right. You ever been told that? I tell Titus that all the time. He's 19 months now. I'm like, son, get your mind right. Actually, his cousin, Joe Mark, says it all the time. When he's having a freak out moment, a meltdown, he'll just say to him, get your mind right. The kid looks at him like, what are you saying? You ever been told like, the way you think matters, what you put your mind to actually matters. Church, what are you listening to? Who are you listening to? What voices are you allowing to speak into your heart? What voices are you allowed to speaking into your spirit? Are you listening to the news more than the good news? Are you listening to that, to that, to the, to the, to the magazine or the book? That is just the latest and greatest more than you're actually listening to the book of Jesus Christ, the one that God gave us his word. Is it, are you okay? You awake this morning. You're glad you came to church. Who are you allowed to speak into your life? Well, what you listen to matters. You are what you think. <laughs> you will operate the way you think. Trust me. If you, if you think 
that, 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 that you are a person of no value, you will walk around acting like you have no value, but you actually mask it and act like you have a bunch of value because you're trying to find it in all these different places. Does that make sense? If you think like, I have no value, you will go searching for it in all the wrong places. Instead of going, no, Jesus paid for my life. He actually calls me a son and daughter. I actually have value. I actually have worth. So listen, mister, who's trying to put me in a relationship that's really toxic. I don't have to stay here. I don't have to be in this because I know my worth as a daughter. I know my worth as a son. I don't have to fall prey to the insecurities of my mind. I can fall prey to the truth of Jesus Christ. I'm going to go in at 11 o'clock. Is that okay? No? All right. I'll, I'll, I'll just do it again. Anyways. Our minds, what we dwell on, what we think on matters. And so Peter writes, get your minds ready. Get them prepared. Hold steady in all your conduct. It matters. If you're going to call yourself a believer, then you better live like one. We have a bunch of people today calling themselves Christians and they're acting like, like crazy people. It's the best way to say it. And I find myself in that boat sometimes where I'm like, man, I'm not operating like a son and daughter. And so there's a standard, and the standard is first and foremost that your mind's got to be under control. The second thing that I didn't get to, and this is one I want to touch on, is that we are called a standard of royalty. We are called to live under authority. 1 Peter 1, 13 through 16 says this. So prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. And this is it, verse 14. So you must live as God's obedient children. Notice it doesn't say you must live as JP or insert your name. It says you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do. There's no longer another translation. You can't claim ignorance any longer. <laughs> you, you, when you say yes to Jesus, you know his love and his grace. You know his word and what it says. When you, when you, you go after him, you can't claim ignorance but now you must be holy in everything you do just as God who choose, chose you is holy. For the scriptures say you must be holy because I am holy. There is a standard to living as a believer of Jesus Christ. Well, hear me real quick. This is not a standard of perfection, but it is a standard of waking up every single day saying yes to Jesus and not to yourself. Peter does not write these words as a suggestion. It is not suggest to them, if you want to be a follower of Jesus Christ, if you want to claim as, uh, to be a child of Jesus Christ, like, like, like having a transformational work of his power, if you claim that, you, you can just maybe do this. He says, no, you have to do this. This is a mandate from heaven that we are called to live as obedient children. There's a standard. You all glad that there's standards in life? Are you glad that the chair you're sitting on, that the people that made it, there's a standard to it? that you're not just gonna fall through the middle of that plastic, comfortable chair that we provided for you? How many of you are just glad they're so super comfortable? They're not comfortable at all, we know. Are you glad that the standard of the car that you're about to get into or the train that you're about to get into or the bus that you might be getting into, that there's a standard of the way that it's been made? That they just didn't cheaply make it, that they just didn't make it in a way they're like, I hope it works. You get into those things knowing that there is a standard of operation to make sure that that thing works, right? When it comes to God's kingdom, though, we don't like his standard. 
We don't like that Peter writes, put your old life away. Leave your old life. The things you used to do before you claimed Jesus, you can't carry into the new life. We don't like that because it messes with us. It messes with us because we want to be in charge. And the reality is, is that the standard of the kingdom of God is this. You are not. I am not. He is. He is in charge. He is the one that is the one that we look to. He is our authority. How many of you know authority in the church is a curse word? This is a real lively service this morning. How many of you know we, we like Jesus being Savior, but we don't like him being Lord? Come on, let's be honest. I like that I get a ticket to heaven. I don't like when he tells me what to do. Can I be honest with you? I'm your pa- is, that, is it okay? But if we know the words of Peter, if we abide to his word, we got to know that the standard of God is never going to be diminished because of my feelings because of my emotions, because of what I want. The standard is the standard. And it's us to, for us to look to him, to know who our help is, for us to look to who authors and perfects our faith, to look to him and go, God, I'm gonna come after you, I'm gonna run after you, I'm gonna seek after you, I'm gonna follow you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and I'm going to be your child, and I wanna know how you operate, how you move, how you're calling me to live. You are the one in charge, I am not. And in this day and age today, what are we told? Your truth. Just live your truth. How many of you know there's not really an end to that? That there's actually never anything good that comes from that. If you just break it down, I don't have the time, but if you just break down the the concept of my truth, it's not good. And I'm not just talking from a Christian perspective, I'm just talking from, like, let's just talk a moral perspective, right? Like, it's not a good thing. Because eventually your truth could be your truth, but where does it end? You with me, is this okay? And God's saying, no, no, you fall under my truth and my authority when you call yourself a son and daughter. The standard of living as a follower of Jesus Christ is coming under his authority. We do not like to be told what to do, right? How many of you were told to do something this morning and you didn't like it? My hand's up. (laughs) My wife said to me, go do this. And I was like, "Uh, no, I don't really want to. And she's like, and you know that look? I was like, yes, ma'am, I'll do it. I got you, whatever you need. The reason why we don't like to be told what to do is because our flesh screams. You're in charge. You can do it. You can make your way. You can muscle through it. You can figure it out. Keep going. Do you know that our flesh lies to us every single day? That your desires of your flesh are just lying to you? They're just trying to trap you. It's just trying to take you away. The devil is the, the, the prince of lies. You with me, church? So what is he going to do? He's going to lie to you and tell you that, oh, that will feel really good. Just go after it. Or that will, that will make sure to fix you. Just, just, just trust that. Or, hey, 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 this will be the answer to all of your problems. Go after that. Instead of going, no, no, no. None of this will fix me. None of this will heal me. But I know when I come under the authority of heaven, I actually get life. I actually get life. It says, as obedient children... As obedient children, what that means is we are now kids and he is the father. See, if we get this out of line, if we understand God in in the wrong way, we will miss this whole thing about what it means to be a believer. Our father in heaven, that's that's saying he is dad. (laughs) You, you, You hear that? We are kids. Do you know what I love about my son? Is that he, he, he knows this, but he doesn't know this in a sense. 
he, he's learning that, that he is not in charge. When we get to a sidewalk, like we're on a sidewalk and we get to a crossing of the street, Titus wants to run out there because he thinks nothing will happen to him. What do I have to do as his father? Son, come here. Let me hold your hand. Let me walk you across. But you know what's happened now? This was early on when he would just start running. You know what's happened now with him? He reaches out his hand. And he says, Dad, I'll take your hand. Just, just whatever, you're in charge. Why? Because inherently he's learning that there is faith and trust when he no longer has the char- is in charge. Do you get this? Is this clicking, church? Before he would just dart at the street. I'd have to run and chase him, grab him, hold him, walk him across the street. And I have to say to him, son, no, you listen to dad. Son, you listen to your father. Son, your father has good things for you. Son, I'm not trying to harm you. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not trying to let anybody else harm you. I'm not trying to let anybody else hurt you. I will lead you across the street with joy, with peace. We will get across the street together and we will go to the park. And now he goes, dad, I think in the church, I think even in this time where Peter's writing, people are going, I'll walk across the street without you. Instead of going, no, no, no. Living under authority actually protects me. Living under covering actually is healthy. This generation, it's no knock. I love you all. It misses a lot. It misses two things I think I really believe. Honor and the understanding of covering. I grew up in, in the church. I grew up with godly parents and godly grandparents. And I, this was instilled to me even when I was running rampant. But honor and covering, two massive things. When you know that you are called by God and that he is covering you, you actually get to live. Whew. He's not trying to take things away from you just because he likes stealing things from you. Do you ever, you, when you got saved and you started getting things taken away, were you mad at God? Who wants to have an honest moment? My, I was like, God, no, 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 I'll, I'll keep that. I'll, I'll keep that. I like that. That was really nice. That made me feel really good. He's like, nope, none of it. Because it's actually going to harm you more than it's going to help you. And I started to learn these lessons early on about, wow, wow, you actually do have my best interest in your heart. Guys, this is, what, this, is, this is it. I might not even get to the rest of this message. You need to hear this, that God has your best interest in his heart. That God actually wants to see your life flourish. He actually wants to see you walk around with joy. We have too many people, some of you in the room right now, so don't unfold it when I say it. Some of you are sitting there like this. I'm angry. He doesn't know my life story. I don't. But I know one thing's true. When you say yes to Jesus, you don't have to walk around angry because you're covered. You don't have to walk around with pride. Why? Because you're covered and you're no longer in control. You don't have to walk around with insecurity. Why? You're covered. You don't have to walk around with jealousy. Why? You're covered. You know that God's going to bring everything you need. So when other people are getting blessed and you're not, you can still go, that's awesome. I love that. That's amazing. God, I still trust you for your leading and your direction. (laughs) When you're covered, you actually get to live in freedom. Like you get to run around in 2020 when there is chaos and darkness and confusion and you get to still go, woo! My life is good. How, pastor? Because this world is passing. I'm just here for a moment. I'm gonna make the most of it, but I know where my hope is. I know what's to come. I know who I am and I know what God has called me to do. So nobody's gonna tell me otherwise. For you, this is the first time. I just had six shots of espresso back there. So welcome to church. Seriously. 
When you know that you're a kid to the Father, you don't walk around like an orphan. You don't. We got orphan issues in the church. We got people running around like orphans, like chickens with their heads cut off. Like, I don't know, if I, if I could just get to the pastor and he could give me a word, I'll be secure. Guys, you don't need to get to me to get to God. <laughs> Will I be there to pray for you and support you and, and give you guidance? Absolutely. We're running around going, if I just get up on stage, if I can get on the stage, that's when I know I've arrived. You don't want to get up here. Promise you. You don't want to stare at all you. <laughs> or like this. I love you guys. I just, it's, like, I'm never coming back there. <laughs> oh, if I, if I, if they just knew my worth, man, man, I would know then. I would, I would, oh man, if, if I could just show them, oh, orphan. Authority, when you're covered, will tell you who you are. It won't be a job. It won't be a position at your job. It won't be a bank account. It won't be a house. It won't be your talents. It won't be a relationship. It won't be even a marriage. It won't be your kids. It won't be any of that. It will be that you know who you are in Christ. In Christ. That the old is gone and the new is come. And so if you know who you are, then you operate out of a position of obedience. Because you know what he's done for you. So why would you disobey a father that loves you and that cares for you and wants to see you through? Yeah, man, this is why like obedience is so hard for believers because we're like, I don't trust you, God. Maybe we should just all be honest and say, God, I don't trust you. I don't trust you with 2020. I don't trust you with November. I don't trust you with any of this. If we are putting our hope and trust in either side, right or left, we are going to be majorly, I was going to say another word, we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> we're going to be in trouble. Both sides. No, as a kid, I know that you've called me to be obedient because you got good things for me. Oh man, I'm gonna go here. Is this all right? You okay, church? As obedient children, you listen to the Father. Forgive me if I share this. I can't remember. I've been, this has been something in my spirit for a while, so I've been preaching this at, at different places and moments. I remember when I got saved at 22, and most of you may know my story, but I was a mess. Substance, like sex, the world, like, the, and that's just not the, but like, that's the, you know, not living for Jesus, right? Yeah. I remember I got saved. He radically transformed my life. Oh. I look at my son and my wife, and I'm like, I don't deserve any of this. It changed me. But there were still parts of me operating as an orphan. And so I was finding my identity still, after being saved and transformed, finding my identity with, with sleeping around with other people. I'm gonna keep it PG. Like finding myself just like, oh, I still, I still have that hole, that void. I, I, I'll find it here. I remember the Lord ministered to me one night in my oh, post-college apartment that I could barely pay for. <laughs> I remember sitting on this nasty old couch I remember him saying, I not only saved your heart, but I saved, your, I saved you from that life. You are not an orphan, JP. You are a son. And so there's royalty to you now. 
You don't wander and walk about and live about like an orphan trying to satisfy your flesh. You come into my family and you sit at my table and you find your hope, you find your peace, you find your identity, not in the things of this world, but as a son. And I remember sitting there and I was like, was it hard to say yes to his leadership and his lordship? Is it hard today? Shoot, yeah. Some of you thought I was going to say something else. If we're going to be have a royal, if we're going to live to the royal standard, then we have to be obedient children. Obedient children. We need our father's voice. The sheep know the shepherd's voice. You want to say that you're a follower of Jesus, you know the voice of, of Jesus. If you don't know the voice of Jesus, there is a book called the Bible that will give you his voice. There is discipleship that happens within the church. You cannot be separated from the church if you call yourself a believer. You will wander, you will isolate, you will be out there, and Satan will devour you. You need the church body. You need spiritual mothers and fathers to come alongside you and say, hey, don't do that. Hey, don't go that way. Hey, this is what the word says. Hey, this is what you need. I can't tell you how many spiritual fathers and mothers that I have in my life. One of them being Pastor Morris. I've told you, I've referenced him a bunch. He's one of my best friends. I can't tell you. He actually called me in a moment of my life where it could have saved, if I would have listened to him, I don't know what my life would have been like, but I would have saved myself a whole bunch of heartache. And he called me the night that I was in this situation and I went like this. <laughs> I had to go say, sorry, just lead me, guide me, direct me, show me what this thing is about. And we sharpen one another and we, we, we encourage one another. Hey, you're weak in the faith? Keep going. You feel like you can't take another step? Don't stop. You feel like going back to the old life? No, 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 no. It's going to leave you empty. Remember what Jesus saved you from. It was an empty life. Sure, you felt good in the moment. Come on, sin's fun. At least agree to that, church. We all. <laughs> or else why would we be doing it? <laughs> no. Just your pastor, just sin's fun. It's fun. <laughs> this is the 11 o'clock. Rachel's not here to be like. It's fun in the sense of the world, and it's fun in the sense that it's going to kill you and me. So we have people around us that say, you're a son, you're a daughter. We're doing this together. Come on, don't, 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 don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. And in being an obedient son and daughter, Knowing that there's a standard, Peter continues to write that, 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 that we can't go back, that the way is forward, that the way is forward. Verse 14, don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. The standard of heaven for our lives is that our desires die. Our desires die. When you say yes to Jesus, I said it earlier, he might actually tell you to do something that seems absolutely crazy. Like go give up your life, your good life, your safe life, your, your secure life, and go plant a church in downtown Chicago. Excuse me, God? I, nah. I don't, I don't think that's heaven. No. It is, because you don't live how you used to live. If you're holding on to your life, JP, the way you, 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 you're holding on to your life, you're gonna lose it. Follow me, the way's forward. So the authority of heaven spoke, and we said yes. 
Are you under covering and are you under his covering and care that when you hear his voice say something to you, you immediately say yes? Because obedient children don't go backwards. And what it means to go backwards is not just sin, but it's old ways of thinking, old ways of, of strategizing your life plan. Hello, you with me? How many of you wrote your five-year life plan starting this year, like your 10-year? Like, it's good, it's awesome. But are you holding on to that thing tight or are you giving it to God? But also, too, are you trying to drag, I, I said it a couple weeks ago, are you trying to drag that dead self back into this new life? See, authority tells you you can't, you can't do that. Authority of kingdom says Jesus died for you and gave his life up as a sacrificial lamb so you can't carry that dead self. You can, but it's not what he paid for. Does this make sense? The standard of the kingdom is saying, I'm going forward. I'm going forward. I'm not looking back. I'm not going to live the way that I used to live. I'm not going to think the way I used to think. I'm not going to try to try to be the person that I used to be. I'm going forward with Jesus. So if that means he wants to do a transformational work in my life, I'm going to let him. If that means he wants to call some things out of my heart, I'm going to let him. If that means he's going to reveal some things to me about me that, that man, I don't really want to have anybody else know, but, but God's so good that he would reveal it to me in a time of, of me meeting him, man, I don't want to go back. I want to, be, I want to have it revealed so I can go forward. There's some people in the room this morning. I sense it. I feel it. I, well, I was, it was said, you just keep hitting the same wall over and over and over because you're trying to bring the old self into this new life. And if you said yes to Jesus, it's not just good enough to say yes and post it on your Insta. It's not good to just say, man, I, I love Jesus on Sundays. Jesus didn't die for us just to love him on Sundays. Oh, man, I love you all. You know, this doesn't build churches. <laughs> this is not comfortable. But I'm at, it's 2020. We don't have time to waste. We don't got time to waste. There's literally a world that's crying out, screaming out for help. And it should be looking at a church that's distinct, a church that is set apart, believers that are pure and holy and upright, not perfect, but seeking after the Father, going, yes to you, Jesus, yes to your ways. Your ways are higher than my ways, but I trust you. Yes to his heart, yes to all of it. And when the world is a mess, they're gonna look to us, they're gonna look to the church, they're gonna look to you and go, how can you walk through this thing with so much joy? How can you walk through this thing with so much patience? How can you walk through this thing with such faith? Oh, let me tell you, because Jesus saved my life and I am his son. I don't live like the world lives. I don't act like the world acts. I go forward with Jesus. This is what freedom feels like. <laughs> Some of you are still waiting for a king to come. He's already come. He's already come. Freedom is now. Freedom is here in Jesus. It is found in his words. It is found in his truth. Worship team, it's found in the, the, the person and the character and the nature of Jesus. What did Jesus say to people? Go and sin no more. He didn't say go and do whatever feels good. Right? You know your Bibles? <laughs> Thank you. He said go. Live. 
And we get time and time again in Scripture where people went and they rejoiced and they were filled. They were, they were overwhelmed with gratitude and thanksgiving. Oh man, I want our church to be a church that's under covering, that's under authority, that we know what God is saying and what God's doing, that we don't be people that are wandering around like orphans, like just, man, we don't really know what's happening. No, we do know what's happening in 2020. There's an unveiling and there's a, shi- a, a sifting that's happening. No? That this isn't just because it, it's... God is up to something right now. And will you come under him in order to sense it and feel it and know what he's doing? Authority is a hard thing to say yes to. Authority is a super hard thing to say yes to because it, it messes with us. But if I can even share anything of my life, authority is actually the best thing that could ever happen to your life. You no longer have to be kids walking across the street without protection. But you can walk through this chaos, you can walk through this confusion, you can walk through this darkness knowing that the hand of a heavenly father is holding you. And he's gonna pick you up when you fall. He's gonna pick you up when you turn to the right or the left. He's gonna call you back to his heart. He might bring people into your life to say, hey, come on, let's keep going, let's keep doing this. Living is living under authority. Living is taking correction. Living is saying yes to Jesus. Not just the Jesus we love, (laughs) the Jesus that we think we know, but saying yes to the Jesus that his word tells us who he is. So we have have a trust issue here today. That's what we have in this room right now. We have a trust issue. Trusting that he has our best interest in mind and heart. And so I know this message may ring true for some of you. Some of you are like, man, I don't know what this guy's talking about. Regardless of where you're at, I want to pray today for you all. I want to pray a prayer that you would receive the authority of heaven and that you would come into a deeper trust with the Father. Remember, Peter's writing to the church and he's writing to people that are being persecuted. Don't stop. Don't quit. Keep going forward. You want to live? Live with Jesus. You want to change the world? Change the world with Jesus. Bow your heads and close your eyes today. not a normal message. (laughs) Frankly, this would be a message for a Wednesday night prayer meeting. It's heavy. It's hard. But there's some hearts in this place that are 
halfway trusting, 75% trusting, 99% trusting. And this morning, the kingdom of heaven is calling us to 100% wholeness and trust in his authority, his lordship, his kingdom. So if you want a deeper trust in the Father, if you want to come under his care, if you want to come under his leading, his lordship, his authority, I want you to slip your hand up right now. Slip it up high. There's people everywhere slipping hands up. Anybody else? It's amazing. It's not an easy thing to say yes to. but this is living. So Father, right now, I pray over every person that has slipped their hand up to say yes to your Lordship. Father, I pray over every person in this room that, Father, right now, you would speak to them. But God, I pray that where their hearts are eager for you to lead and to rule and to reign over their lives, God, I pray that you would, you would come over them right now, uh, sweep over them, uh, cleanse them, purify them, God. I, I pray for the, the, the places in, the, in our hearts, God, where we have not said yes to you, God. We say yes to you today. We say yes to you today. Father, we say yes, God. We want to be obedient children that, that live knowing that our Father in heaven cares for us, knowing that our Heavenly Father is leading us and guiding us and directing us into hope, into truth, into peace, into joy, into a life and life abundant. Father, we don't want to go back. We don't want to live like old. We want to live free. We want to live ahead with you, God. We want to go forward with you, Jesus. So Father, I pray for strength for my brothers and sisters. Holy Spirit, I pray for courage for them to not go back, but to go ahead with you. I pray they would awake, God, and, and seek your face, that they would, they would walk with you, they would, they would talk with you, that they would lean into you and do your word, God, that you would meet them, that you would encounter them, that you would just continue to speak over them, God. Father, we want to live the way you've called us to live. Set us apart, oh God. Set us apart for the mighty work that you have called us to do. Set us apart so that you can get all the glory. Set us apart so you can get all the honor. Father, we love you. We thank you, God, that you are transforming us, that you are saving, you've saved us and you're still saving us today. Father, I pray for, for every person that they would go from this place encouraged, that they would go from this place continuing to fix their eyes upon you, God. Father, I pray for freedom to continue to surround us, for freedom to continue to be in front of us, behind us, and next to us, God. I pray, Jesus, that you would be the lamp unto our feet and the light unto our path, God. We say yes to you and you alone, and we ask this all today in the name that is above every name, in Jesus' name, and everybody says.